Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up? What is up, amazing people? My name is Jake Iggy, or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy's Sports Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you get notified for weekly episodes. And also share this episode with a family or friend if you feel like it can help them in some way. I really appreciate any support that you could give because in each episode, my goal is to empower you to strive for your dreams, learn how to overcome challenges, and relieve your mental health struggles so you can live this life to the fullest. Now enjoy this week's episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. I am here with Quentin Alums, who is a storyteller and content creator on LinkedIn, TikTok, and many other social platforms. He's also a marketing manager for Greatness Media, a TEDx speaker, and the host of Stupid Deep Podcast. So how's it going, Quentin? I'm good, man. I'm excited. Geeked. Me too, man. I, I'm, I was super excited throughout this week uh, for this conversation. You're, you've been somebody, um, I found you around like three to four months ago, um, and you're somebody that I really looked up to about, you know, cranking out that content each day, you know, believing in that vision and really going and striving towards um, the dreams and goals that you've always had. Thank you. Means the world, man. And I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Honestly, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a minute since I've done a podcast, even though I have a podcast. But Well, I'm, su- I'm, I'm super excited that you came on mine. And uh, something that I really like to talk about first with my guests on, on a lot of podcasts is... Um, looking back at 2020, you know, it it was a year where a lot of people learned a lot about themselves, but it was also a year where it it was a big struggle for a lot of people as well. Um, And something that I like to bring up is, you know, the positive light in that year and what lessons you learned. So I was curious, what is one of the biggest lessons you learned uh, throughout the year of 2020? Hmm. Yeah. Um, 2020 was rough. Um, from a lot of us, uh, but definitely rough for me as well. Um, like little brother had just passed away like the year prior, oh, wow. a few months prior, um, closed my company down in 2020. And then you just had everything that was going on in the world. Um, but being forced to sit with all of that, you like, you can't go anywhere. You can't travel. Everything's closed down. I couldn't see my friends. Couldn't see many of like most of my family. So it was just me, my dog, my girlfriend, um, and just a lot of questioning, you know, like seeing my former co-founders, one was featured in Vogue, crushing it on every social media platform. Super excited for him. I love that dude. Um, another one decided to continue with our company and just um, take a lot of our clients, crushing it as well. Um, so I was just like, damn, like, who am I? Like, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Um, and I think the biggest lesson in that is that, like, you are not obligated to be the person that you were. Um, I think that was huge for me because it's like I was an entrepreneur. I'd been an entrepreneur. I was a whatever X, Y, and Z fill in the blank. You know, like you are not obligated to be who you were. You can be whoever you want to be. No, it sounds cliche. It was just going through that. You know, I we're always playing a role. We're constantly trying to be the person that we think we are. Mm-hmm. But how often do we actually question who we think we are? Or who we are? Yeah. That's just realize that was the biggest lesson right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a tough question to really think about, about like, who am I? Um, that's something, that's something that I've like really tried to think about. Um, like, like, as I mentioned before the podcast, I just recently graduated college. So that, that was kind of like, uh, once I walked across that stage, it's, it's, it's all, it's all um, going on from now to figure out like who I am, what do I want to do? What is my purpose? But it's all really a process. And, you know, a lot of times people forget that, you know, we're on this earth for around 80 to hundred years. And like you brought up, like you're, you're not really your past. You don't have to be your past and you can have many different chapters in your life and many different experiences. Absolutely. And so like, how is uh, 2021 been going and how has been that journey of finding yourself and finding what this next chapter of Quentin looks like? Yeah, it's still going. Um, I'm just trying to go back to my roots and the things that make me happy, which is creating, telling stories um, and not not having an agenda beyond that. I, I do a lot of other things too, but forcing, pushing myself to just let's create, just create something, do something because I know at the end of the day, it's going to make me happy. Um, 
but still learning, you know, still figuring out who I am again, what I want to be when I grow up again. Right, exactly. Um, and, and you're still relatively young. Um, it, it's, it's something relatively, like, damn, I'm, I've entered that, that zone. I'm relatively young. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, young I, I mean, I, I say, I, I say the same thing about my, myself. I'm 22. I, I look at myself as like old, but like, it's, it's something where like, it's because I'm so used to like, just like having friends who's like younger brothers or sisters or like in middle school and elementary school. And now they're going into college and it's something where like, I I'm actually feel like an adult now and it's weird for me. <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted to go into um, you getting out of college and sort of figuring out that um, type of journey of really figuring out like once you're out of college, like what is it now? And I, through my research, I, I learned that you declined two of your dream jobs after college. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I was just, I just made a video on this, like right before this call, actually. Um, That's awesome. I, uh, looking back, it's probably stupid, but I just, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought that would give me credibility. I also thought it would help me grow faster, which it did. Um, I didn't want to be stuck in like this, hey, you're just a social media person, because that's what I did at the time. I just was Mm -hmm. a social media manager, social media manager. Um, So I, there was a wearable tech company and a VR company. And I I love, I still love technology. Um, And I had done some work with them, but I decided that I was going to launch my own company. The problem was, is that I didn't know what that company was. Um, I just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I like, I remember sitting down with one of my best friends then at that time, still one of my best friends um, and just, Hey, like I could do this. I could do that. Like he walked me through all these different things because he had launched companies before, but I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur meant until like a year before that. Um, So it was very new to me. I just, looking back, it was ego that drove me. I wanted to be known. I wanted to be seen. Um, And it worked out. So whatever. Um, Yeah, that's what I decided to do. And then I took on two different projects. One was a virtual reality startup. I don't even really consider it a company at this point. It was just like, I'm going to build out this MVP, you put on the headset, we walk in a coffee shop and you order something. And it was only one option to choose and you order in Spanish. Um, That's as far as I got. It was really crappy, really, really like just broken MVP, didn't go anywhere. Um, And the second one was an agency and I pivoted like 30 times, started full stack, went to social media, went to um, ghostwriting, like literally anything and everything I tried. Um, But I did find some success with um, personal branding and that's because I started to grow really, really quickly on LinkedIn. And I was one of the first LinkedIn video creators there. Um, and that led me into launching the one that was fairly successful, um, which was just like a branding video video and storytelling slash events company. That's awesome, man. And I bet, I bet those... Uh like those failures throughout those companies and, you know, the highs and lows really helped you obviously learn going into the next company that you created and the next thing that you did and really helped you sort of get used to overcoming failures. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It's crazy looking back. It's like, damn, like I did that. We did that. Like we went to, we went through some crazy times. Like I was sleeping on the office floor, like for a couple of months, you know, like crazy, crazy times, crazy deadlines that we achieved. Like it's, I'm proud of myself and my, my co-founders, you know, like cool times. Is there times I bet now where, where you really like think about those low points and it helps you like motivate you each and every single day to just like keep on leveling up because, you know, you think about like, well, I was down there and I was able to, you know, overcome that. So what can I now overcome? I think now the main thing for me is I know that I can hustle when I'm struggling really really good at it i haven't built the discipline to be able to hustle when i'm not struggling that's one of the main things that i'm working on which is why i'm pushing myself to create something every day Mm -hmm. because when i'm not hustling when i don't need money when i don't need food like how do we continuously level up that's less of like looking back and for me it's just checking off a box you know like that military level discipline like that's what i'm working on because i don't have it Mm -hmm. i still don't have it i'm doing it but i wouldn't say it's really discipline at this point um but yeah like looking back it's like wow like that sucked i never want to go back there i'm never gonna go back there so totally but it's really just about building that discipline for me right now um because that that's what's gonna continuously take me to the next level 
Right. And that, and that discipline is tough. And obviously it takes time to be able to build that up in your mind because, you know, we always have that little voice in the back of our head. Like I got to go and when you know that you got to go and do something and it goes, no, you can, no, you can sit on the couch and watch TV for five more minutes. No, you, you can, you can go and hang out with friends and, and do this when you actually have to do something that's really important. That obviously goes with your job. Um, and it's tough to be able to build up that to a level to where you're just motivated and fully focused all the time. It is very, very tough. That's why it's just, it's habits, man. At least for me, I've got a, I've got a business coach and he's like, Q, like he told me exactly what I just said. It's like, you're great at hustling when like you, when you're hungry, but when you're not, it's like, you get bored. And it's like all these things. I want you to make a list every single day. These two things I want you to do every single day. You got to create, post a TikTok, post a LinkedIn, do it every single day. That's all. Anything else on your list? I don't even care if you do it, but that's all you got to do. Like, same thing. It's like, you want to gain weight or lose weight? Like, eat well, like, eat, like, meet your calorie goal, like, lift, do whatever, like, whatever it is that you're trying, like, do the things, build that discipline. Like, I don't have it yet, but at the end of the year, I will be able to say that I do have it. Make a list, check it off, do it, whether you want to or not. Yeah, it's, it's always a process. And, and there's so many times because, especially like when I'm around friends and like that sort of stuff from the like, Oh, you want to like go to the lake? You want to go do this? I'm like, no, I have to do an interview. Like I got to edit, like I need to put out content and they're like, why? And I'm like, because I have to, like, I, I have to for myself, like, because I love creating and, and that sort of stuff at the same time. Like I feel that obligation in that my in, in my mind that, um, you know, I need to continue to promote myself. I need to continue to create, continue to try and get better every single day. Um, but it's tough to be able to do that all the time. And it is also good as well to, you know, take those opportunities to go and live life and enjoy those memories with your friends as well too. Yeah. If I could go back, that would be the one thing I would change. Enjoying more life because sitting there and staring at a computer, not actually working, doesn't do anything for anyone, you know? And when you are full, it's a lot easier to deliver on the side. I think now my mornings are like, that's my creation time before I do anything else. Like mm-hmm. I shoot videos, I storyboard, do everything, anything and everything for me from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I don't, nothing touches that time. Not even my dog. Like first thing in the morning, I walk him in and then it's, it's me. Just having that time, I think is crucial, at least for me in my ADD. So. Yeah, I, I've I have a very similar like morning regimen. It's it's very new for me. It's been the last like month or two. And it's funny because like when I when I talk to friends, like, oh, you want to meet at this time or do this at this time? I'm like, no, you don't understand. I gotta take 30 or 45 minutes for like self-care stuff. I gotta meditate, I gotta journal, I gotta do my manifestations, you know, I gotta I gotta watch a few videos just to get my mind like being able to work right. Uh, but I was wondering, like, what, what is your sort of morning rotation or morning regimen? Yeah. Another thing that I struggle with, um, I'm trying to just track off the two things. Did I post a TikTok and LinkedIn? I don't necessarily post in the morning, but I create something for them um, in the morning. Um, But I like to wake up and have nothing. I think that's very important just with how my brain works. I perform best when I don't have pressures to perform. Like I can definitely do it in deadlines, but just when I can just think white walls, blank space. So I try to structure my mornings and my life like that. So the mornings are just for me, whatever I want to get done, plus those two things that I need to do. Um, sometimes that's just sitting and doing nothing and just looking outside, sitting on my balcony. Um, other times it's like very intense creative work. It just depends on what it is, but I'm not really a routine person. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to check off those things. Um, but I'm sure I do things that are habitual. Um, yeah, I have more of a wind down than a morning of routine makes sense yeah i i tend to wake up with just immediately thinking about what i need to get done that day so that's why i need that self-care type type of time um but i i wanted to go a little bit back to like that hustle mentality because i i read that at one point you had negative nine hundred dollars in your bank account at one point and i did yeah so uh like, how were you able to overcome that? And, and did, did that sort of feeling that you felt at that time help you build up that hustle sort of mentality? Yeah, it was cool seeing myself overcome it because I didn't really believe I could. I think it was a lot of like false confidence for me at the time, which again, it paid off, but I 
dude, I remember that time vividly, like crappy apartment, like the floors would creak, like bugs sometimes like coming through the windows, like just terrible, terrible, like living space. Um, my roommates had just left. Actually, I think that was before that actually. Um, essentially I closed three clients. Um, but I, I got to that point multiple times in my life. Like power was off, like food was spoiled in the fridge because the power was off. Like I had a coffee client, you know, it's like a, what is it? Like a meal suppressant, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is that the word? What am I looking for? Yeah, whatever. Like, um, I was never hungry because I just drank coffee all the time. Like, um, I rented out two of my extra rooms um, in order to pay rent. So essentially, I was living for free so I could just focus on my work. Um, And I was in a three-bedroom. That was one of the smartest things that I did. I was paying like $8.50, which is so crazy to think about how cheap that is now. $8.50 for a three-bedroom. And I rented each room for $500. So I I was just vibing, you know, like, I just did whatever I had to do, but I, I was at that point multiple times, um, multiple, multiple times. And it finally got to a point where Buddy came to see me speak in an event. And then he was out of town. He's like, or he was from out of town. He's like, hey, can I sleep over? And my power was off. And I was like, ah, but he, I ended up letting him sleep over and like just him seeing me that way. I was like, okay. And th- this was at a time where I was really on the up and I was probably never going to be there again, but for whatever reason, like they messed something up. It wasn't even me. Like, uh, I don't remember what it was specifically, but something was messed up and they hadn't turned it back on or something like that. Or a client paid me late. I don't remember what it was. Um, but him seeing that him helping me clean, I was like, yeah, never again, never again. Um, and from there, like things like really moved. It wasn't like, okay, you just closed $2,000. It's okay. You just closed 20,000, 30,000. And my life started to really, really change. But even from there, there was downside and a lot of downside in my life too. Like my credit was room from the first two companies. um, And I decided to launch the third. And then I was out of that apartment. So I was sleeping on the office floor. Like there were a lot of, a lot of things that um, I went through starting starting companies, but I'm glad I did. You know, I learned a lot and I know that whatever happens in the world or with me, I know I'll be fine because I've been there and I know I can get out of it if I ever am there again, but I will never be there again. Thank God, man. Uh, But like, that's all about the story. And I I feel like we all have like a story throughout our lives, which, which gets us to like that end point. And, you know, those experiences help make you the person that you are today. And it's something where like, as young as I am, I've, I've honestly never had, had to endure anything like that, but I wouldn't be surprised Dude. if I do down the line. And it's something where like, I already know, like if I'm in that position, like I am probably going to just take a screenshot of whatever, like if I had $900 in my bank, negative nine, uh, $900 in my bank, account, I would screenshot that frame it and look at it every single day and, and, and just like have that hunger waking up. But, uh, that's incredible, man. Seriously. Yeah. It's all right, man. Got, got through it. Exactly. And, and I, I bet, I best, bet it must've been tough during that time, especially um, at such a young age of just like feeling that pressure of, of like really having to like figure everything out because I mean, you, you, like you said, started uh, those three businesses and um, they unfortunately failed. And then, and then after that, you probably just felt this massive pressure of, all right, something needs to work out now, but, but we all sort of feel that pressure of needing to know like who we are and, and what the heck this is like at such a young age. And I, I felt that, um, out of college, I, I, I had this, I had this month in my head of May when I graduated that, that right when I walked across that stage, I needed to have it all figured out. And, and so for people who, who feel that way, like what advice do you have? Yeah. I feel like when I did have it figured out, that was fun. I feel like now when I don't have it figured out, it's the most excited I've ever been. Also, there's just a lot coming. Like everything that we know, I feel like it's about to change. Like the way that it changed when we had the iPhone, you know, like Mm -hmm. mobile, it's all going to change again because it is coming and I'm so excited for it. I'm sick of having a phone. Um, the way that we consume ads, the way that we consume content, the way that we work, like everything is about to change. So there's no way that you could figure it out. There's no way that you could know. Like the probably what you'll be doing in 10 years doesn't exist yet. Um, and that's exciting. Like, that's cool. Like you don't need to have all that figured out. Just have 
couple days figured out, have today figured out, have the next week, the next month, the next year, depending on who you are. For me, I know what the next year will probably look like. I don't need to know beyond that. And that, like, that's cool. I think having a plan and understanding like where you want to go, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But being so like dead set on like in five years, I'm going to be a millionaire because of X, Y, and Z. Like why? Like why do you want that? What excites you? I think just understanding yourself, building a strong skill set, especially when you're young. I was so set on being an entrepreneur. Cool. Like why? What does that even mean? When what I really should have been doing was building a strong skill set, building a strong network, and just having fun. Especially when I was 22 years old, you know, like I think that skill set in that network, that's everything because yeah, my business has failed, but what didn't fail is my personal brand. You know, I've got people with like millions of followers that still reference me all the time, send me stuff. So I'm chilling, like I'm vibing because I did that. And that's the one thing I did right. So I would say for anyone that is struggling with that and you think you need to have it figured out, like when you're young, I'm still young, like I'm 27 years old. I feel like, and then I feel like I am a baby. You know, like my friends are like 30, 40, 50, 60 plus, you know, like I'm a baby. They've lived three, three X, you know, like just live, enjoy it, figure out today at the very least, you know, I don't think you need to have the next decade figured out at 20 years old. I love that. And, and that's, that's something where it's, it's tough because you know, that there's so many times where we see on social media or even our parents or even people around us go, so what does the next five years look like for you? Like, what are your goals for the next five years, 10 years? And uh, I I was actually watching a podcast episode um, where, where you were being interviewed and they they asked you, so what does your future look like in five years? And you go, I, um, (laughs) let's talk about the line. Let's talk about a year. And I I connected with that perfectly because we don't, (laughs) we don't have it all figured out. And I love what you said about like, just taking it day by day, because we get every second once I try to think about the whole mindset of everything happens for a reason that keeps me sane. So if I go through a failure, if I go, if something doesn't go my way, it happened for a reason. So I learned from the future. Yeah. I, that's cool that you saw that. I don't even remember doing that. Um, But the one thing I will say I don't know specifically what I'll be doing in five to 10 years, but I know what I want to feel like. And I know some other things like what I want my relationships to look like, Mm -hmm. how I want to feel in the work that I do. I know I want complete freedom. I think that's important, but I've I've also lived some life. So I know that I want it because I've done a bunch of things that I do not like. And I know I want to wake up in the morning and just have no obligations. Like I want to do whatever I want to do, create when I want to create talk to who I want to talk to, not really have to work um, if I don't want to. But when I do work really, really hard, just complete freedom. That's something I know I want, but it's because I took so much time to explore and fail and dabble. So it's okay if you do know, you know, like five years from now, like, cool, write it down, manifest it, do it, work for it, go. But it's also okay if you don't, you know? Well, that's, I think everybody's biggest goal is to, you know, not even really be able to work have your work be your passion. And it's something where I, I try to explain that to especially like older people, because uh, they don't understand it. I go, I don't know if you realize, but social media has opened up an entire like boatload of things and possibilities that can happen. And that's one of the biggest things that I try to promote through each episode is striving for those dreams, believing in that vision. Uh, and it's tough it's because exactly everything is possible that's so i I, i'm a big fan of charlie rocket i don't know if if you've ever seen any of his content but my buddy works for him oh that's awesome yeah he he says he says it perfectly uh he said he said don't say anything is possible that's limiting everything is possible and one thing that he said and every single time i said i'm I'm getting chills right now because this quote changed my life when you think of it as it's already done time just hasn't caught up yet and that's easy all the worry in the world goes away and, and you just get so motivated that it's going to be able to happen. Facts, man. Retweet. <laughs> exactly. And, and so like, especially, especially for people who are having those pressures from their, the people around them or getting those, um, you know, are having those limiting beliefs of maybe they, this can't happen or making up hypotheticals in their mind about, that their dream that they might not be able to strive for their dreams. Like what advice do you have those for those people to help them keep on going? Yeah. I interviewed a guy named Jay Samet. 
on my podcast. I haven't released the episode because I'm not sure if I'm going to continue doing my podcast because of just so many obligations that I have, but wrote a best-selling book. Um, and I might butcher some details, but wrote a best-selling book called Disrupt You. And after that book, someone sends in a message. He said, basically it was like, yeah, someone sends him a message and he's like, hey, like, I don't think that anyone can be wealthy. Anyone can be successful. Love the book, but I don't believe this. And Jay takes that and he's like bothered by that. So bothered by it that he decides to write another book. And in this book, he decides to run an experiment. And he takes someone, not just anyone, like someone that was struggling, someone that people could like resonate with. They needed to have a good mindset, but like terrible circumstances. This person was like on welfare, terrible childhood, like saw people die in front of them, things like that. Um, Was an immigrant or from UK, I think, and came to um, LA. And he meets this guy. He's like got crazy hair, like crazy clothes, um, is pitching all over the place like crazy and Um, He makes him think that he's interviewing other people, but he already decided this is going to be the guy. Um, He's like, can I make this guy a millionaire in a year? I'm not going to give him any money. I'm not going to make any intros. I'm just going to buy him pizza when we talk. And we're going to like, I'm going to give him knowledge. And I'm going to write a book about the experience. And long story short, he does it. You know, he becomes a millionaire less than a year. And as I'm listening to that, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like, because... 1,000% is possible. And the book is called Future Proofing You if you want to check it out. Um, And he walks you through how they do it. But whatever your dream is, you know, like, and I love the title too, like Future Proofing You. Because like I said, if something else happens, you know that you're good. You know that you can find the gaps. You can meet the people, like whatever, whatever it is you need to do, you know, like whatever it is, it's possible. It's just taking the steps and having the belief that you can figure it out. So whatever that dream is, you know, like you don't have to have the full five, 10 years figured out just what's the first step that you need to take, go from there and definitely check out that book because I think it'll help whoever. Um, Really, really cool. Just, I love things like that, like experiments like that. Literally that I built a company around that. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That that's, that's so cool. Especially with, you know, there's so many times where, I bring up manifestation or I bring up striving for your dreams and people say to me, well, that probably doesn't work. Well, you're believing that. And, and the first step is that you need to believe it. And also the, uh, the other misconception that I feel about like law of attraction and manifestation is people think, well, I'll write it down. You know, it'll just happen. But no, no, you got to put in the work. Like you said, you, you got to know the first step and you got to try and work on that dream or that goal every single day. But just, have that belief. And that was the biggest thing for me is believing that it's already happened. Time just hasn't caught up yet. And that everything else is just going to work itself out. If I keep on doing what I'm doing every single day. Yeah. And it does like law of attraction doesn't work unless you do. I don't know whose quote that is, but it's, it's true. It doesn't work unless you do. If you don't believe it, ask yourself why explore that. Mm -hmm. But Dude, I've seen some crazy things and people do some crazy things, which is why I know that the lifestyle I want to live is totally achievable. And I'll do it in like less than a year, probably, you know, because I've seen it done and I know what I need to do. Get it. Like, what is it that you want? Get it. And you're, you're, and you're going to get that in the next year or less because, you know, it's already happened, Quinn. Time just hasn't caught up yet. And uh, it's, it's something where, I know a lot of friends who um, want to be creators or love to express themselves. And I've, I found it really interesting hearing your story and your journey to becoming a creator and being comfortable on camera. Cause I have a lot of friends who are like, how are you so comfortable? And I, I I've gotten to a point where I used to be like wicked stiff and try and be perfect. But now I'm, now I'm just myself and try and be relaxed. But I, I read something where you had a friend who wanted to interview you about a virtual reality business and you were super uncomfortable uh, talking in that interview. So just talk a little bit about your journey, about getting comfortable with video and how you be- really became a creator at the start. Yeah, um, I was launching that VR company. And it was the point where I was like, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. And there was no real benefit. It was too early for what I was trying to do anyway, um, for at least for the way that I wanted to achieve it. And my buddy who got me into just entrepreneurship and everything in this world, he's like, can I interview you? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, you cannot. Makes me so uncomfortable, but he convinced me. 
and I stopped. Like I literally stopped in the middle of it. Like, bro, this is terrible. Can we just do? Can we start all over, or can we do this another time? Um, but we kept going, and I was just—I was so embarrassed. I was because I thought he like saw me differently, you know, and like I was a fraud, and I felt like a fraud. But I took that, and I was like, I'm never gonna feel this again. And if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I need to be good at pitching myself and my ideas and um, captivating people with my words, which now to, at this day, I would say is probably my, one of my greatest skill sets. Um, so I did that and I was like, yo, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to record a video every day, just talking about my life, what I'm going through, what it's like building a company, like all these different things. And I did it for 500 plus days, um, started on YouTube, moved to like Snapchat, Instagram, a platform called Ask Whale, and then eventually LinkedIn. Um, and things exploded when I moved to LinkedIn, like before, like maybe a hundred, 200 views. was like my top um, on LinkedIn. My first video was 30 K um, and I was creating there before, but when they released video, I was one of the first. And then I decided to double down on it. And from there, people started wanting to work with me and fly me out to speak. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing happened when I was speaking and I was like, wow, that's embarrassing. Like I thought it was like video. I thought I could just step on stage and be comfortable, but it was not like that. And then I was like, okay, if I'm going to be good, if I'm going to do this. I need to get good on stage. Mm. I'm going to be really competitive. I'm going to do as many as I can. I'm going to do a TEDx. And I didn't expect to do it for like two, three years. And I got it that year. So I worked really, really hard to just get good at communicating my ideas. And it was just reps, you know, like I, I'm still not great. I still like, I get so inspired that I look off camera and I know I should look, well, I know I should look in the camera. There's right. a lot of things that I do that are not correct, but they're me, you know, mm-hmm. and I've just mastered at least close to mastering who I am um, and just really understanding who I am and why people gravitate towards the things that I do and things like that. But it was just reps, honestly. And that's, that's all it is. And that's all it can be um, at least at the start, you know, just putting in the reps. And from there, if you're really obsessive, dissecting your performances, wow, I say, um, so much, or I yeah. say like way too much. I shouldn't have said that story there. This person didn't respond in the way that I wanted them to this dissecting it. Like it's a game film. I was an athlete mm-hmm. too. Um, actually I was a track athlete mostly, but I played basketball too. Track athletes sometimes watch film. Um, but just like an athlete, you know, like what, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Yeah, I do that a lot. And it's funny because, uh, from, from my sideline reporting job, there's a lot of times where like, or when I first did it, I like sent it to friends. I'm like, look at this, look how cool this is. And uh, they're like, wow, you did so great. I'm like, but yeah, my, my arm is swinging too much. Like I said, like you said, um, or like too much. Like, I don't like how I asked this question. Like my glasses are crooked and they're like, <laughs> you're the only one that's seeing this. Like I go, I know, but like, and, and it's, and it's tough as well. Cause like we, we beat ourselves up in, in, in those sometimes circumstances, but like, it's, it helps us get better. And, um, you know, you know, you talk, you talk about the reps a lot and, you know, this, this is, I think going to be like my 65th episode on, on this podcast. And, you know, it really is all about the reps. And we, we talked about a little bit earlier, I had the opportunity to be on Nesson and people were like, wow, like you see, that seemed, that seemed uh, so like, like, so like stressless or, or, or like easy. And I go, you don't realize I was practicing in front of my mirror three or four times a day for three weeks in a row. Like, like it, you don't really get to see sometimes the behind the scenes to what the final product is. Yeah. And sometimes uh, behind the scenes is like years and years and years. Like you've done 65 episodes, you know, like you went to school for whatever you went to school. Like there's a lot of things that people don't see. Sometimes like people are just like, yeah, like I I was born this way, but that that's weird (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) was born this way i love it <laughs> and uh I, I i saw one of your tiktoks that i really enjoyed and you were talking about the idea of especially with content quality over quantity so there's a lot of people and there's a lot of misconceptions about this idea and i wanted to ask you uh what do you think is better to have quality videos or quantity yeah i'd say ideally both um if you're just pumping out a bunch of crap it's gonna be very difficult to get traction but then again, it depends on your goal. Um, and maybe you don't have the ability to really deliver quality right now, but even the quality, like that's, it's going to vary based off of who you ask, like what's quality to who your quality is different than my quality. Um, but so ideally both, but I would say with quantity, like, again, when you do the reps, when you pump up more and there are studies behind this, that's going to lead to quality. Um, I was a 3d designer 
um, when I was doing like the VR stuff, like not a good one, but I used to uh, do a lot of modeling and things like that. Um, and there was a saying in one of the course that I did is that if you took designer A and designer B, designer A, I want you to just work on one masterpiece for the next 30 days. Designer B, I want you to work on a master or just create something every single day for the next 30 days. Designer B at the end of that will destroy designer A. Like they're 30 day piece will probably be way better than the piece that this person just worked on for 30 days. So running into more challenges, running into um, new things that they want to explore, like all these different things. Mm -hmm. So just pump out quality. It doesn't even have to be like posted, just creating more so that you learn more, I think will help in the long run. But ideally both, um, you just need to understand who you're speaking to. And from that, you'll be able to understand what quality is. But I think if you pump out more, you'll get more data and you'll understand, okay, this one had 7% watched all the way through, but this one, 95 watch all the way through. Why? This one, okay, like, actually, like, like just, you'll get more data, you'll be able to do more things. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and I, I feel like with, with the uh, quantity as well, you, you really get to find your voice, especially as a creator, because there's so many times where people watch their favorite, uh, you know, reporters or podcasters, and they really try and replicate and instead of just being themselves. And so you using some of your different influences into your own style, I, I, th I think is huge, but at the same time, like just being yourself is, is one of the biggest things. I agree. I agree. And I also just, there are always exceptions to any rule. So maybe it is quality for you. Maybe you post one thing a year. And that one thing is just a banger, you know, it's like, like that, like people talk about it for a year, like authors, like they don't write a book every single day, right? Like maybe they do other things now, but back in the day they didn't, you know, like a shoe release, like there are certain exceptions and different artists, you know, like maybe it's not quantity, but if you're just starting out, it probably is quantity because you'll learn more. 100%. And uh, that's been one of the biggest things with me trying to grow my personal brand uh, that has been huge for me is just trying to pump out content every single day and just trying to put something up. And, and you're somebody that has a lot of knowledge with personal branding. And it's, it's something where I feel like it doesn't matter what space you're going into. Every, everybody has a brand. Everybody is their own personal brand. I learned this in a lot of my marketing classes that like you're marketing yourself every single day. And so what advice do you have for people, especially through your experiences growing your personal brand, for people who want to grow theirs and have don't really know where to start? Yeah. Are you talking like overview or like tactical stuff? Just tactical. Or both. Doesn't tactical stuff. Um, let's start overview first. I would say um, a big mistake that I see, and I just made another video on this. Um, so I interviewed Brittany Crystal, um, who's a friend. She's worked with like Gary Vaynerchuk. Tom Bilyeu, Marie Forleo on like their personal brands. And I've learned a lot from her over the years. She's actually the reason I didn't quit speaking when I first started because I bombed it and she told me it was dope. Um, <laughs> so like good, good friend, but she's amazing. She said, your personal brand starts with you, but it always becomes about the person that you're trying to attract into your world, right? So it's not like you're listening to this podcast, like, yeah, like we're chatting. Yeah, you're learning, but it's about you and what you decide to do next with your life. Like you're the hero, not us, not either of us. It's whoever's listening to this. Um, so who are you trying to attract into your world? Understand that person, get to know that person, be friends with that person, like know exactly what they want. What do they think is quality? Mm -hmm. What do they want to see? What are their issues? Like understanding that person. And also two, understanding just what makes you unique and what makes you different. The reason I was able to grow somewhat quickly on TikTok, and I haven't even really started trying yet. I just got an editor um, is because I'm different. Like that's it. And I understand myself so well, you know, and like just understanding why people are drawn to me because I've been doing it for so long and I've built a lot of other people's personal brands, just understanding your unique value proposition, like what makes you different, what makes you unique um, and understanding yourself. And you combine those, you'll be able to do a lot of different things. Um, and number three, before I get tactical, I would say just analyzing the data. Um, this is where I'm best. This is what I love. Um, so the watch time, like just anything and everything, like just start simple, like Maybe it's just followers. Like how many followers did I grow this day? I don't like, don't obsess over it, but like understanding it. And like when, when there are spikes, okay, why did this spike? Why did this grow? Just looking at the data. As you do more of it, you'll get better at it. Um, 
watch time, something that I'm paying attention to a lot. Um, also the spikes, um, retention rate, like how long people are like, um, watching your videos, depending on what type of content it is, you know, but just analyzing the data and tactically, I would say personal brand wise, a big mistake that I see is people just rely on social media, which is very, very dangerous, you know, and a lot of, especially when you're young, it's like, wow, that person has a million followers. That's what I want to be. Like I idolize them, but really the person that has a hundred thousand over there is making so much more money. And I've met them, you know, not all the time. There are definitely huge influencers that make a lot of money, like definitely, definitely. Um, but that's not everything. Having an email list, having a text list, you know, things that you own, things that you can like, I just launched a product. I've got 30,000 subscribers. Okay. I'm going to close 10% of them go. Um, but you own that. And if TikTok changes the algorithm, like it's not going to hurt you because you have that information. I think that's crucial and something just not a lot of young people are doing. Um, two, I would say building some type of community. I've got a Discord, but it could be a Facebook group. It could be um, an in-person group. It could be whatever you want it to be, like a Zoom group. Um, doesn't matter, but some type of community. And the reason I say that, going back to like understanding your people that you're trying to attract into your world, if you help them solve a problem, overcome something or meet new people, they're always going to be attached to your story. There's a data point there. You help them through something. So I've got, so Shay Robottom, who's huge LinkedIn influencer, one of the biggest, I introduced her to LinkedIn. She was one of my clients and I was just at a speaking gig and she's like, yo, this guy made me every, like, he's the reason I, I'm doing this. I've got so many people like that because they've been in my communities right. um, and they'll always owe you a favor and they'll always love you and they'll always be grateful. Like being a part of their story and they're a part of yours is super, super powerful. Um, and also just understanding where things are going, I think. Um, will be helpful like now it's not the instagram influencer it's people with short form um videos you know mm -hmm. but also like what's coming you've got virtual reality augmented reality just spatial reality how can you be ready for that um how can you stand out within that um there there are a lot of things that i see um but i would say that email list or text list is probably number one um at least for the long term, if you're building for the long term, because you always take that with you, you know, no one can touch that. No algorithm can change that. Yeah, that's definitely something that I need to work on, especially like building the com community. Um, now that I have a little bit more of a niche in terms of my podcast, not just solely talking about sports, but mental health within sports, as well as just helping people try and live their life to the fullest. But I, you, you said it perfectly. I, I, I think like a lot of people, especially on TikTok, kind of got a slap in the face when there was the potential that uh, TikTok could be taken down in the, the US. And they're all like, holy crap, like I have a million followers on TikTok, but I only have what, like a thousand on Instagram? Like what's yeah. going to happen now? And so, uh, but the other thing as well is, you know, there's a lot of kids growing up, especially now that see those influencers as role models and they look at that number um, and that's all they want to focus on. And, and I get into myself about this at times, you know, especially about the view count sometimes if a view counts down from like other times, you know, you know I try and decipher and figure out why that is. But one of your videos said it perfectly. Uh, and it's one of my favorite videos that I think you've ever made. And I, wa I watch it every single morning just to like remind myself that nobody owes you a view. Nobody owes you a like and that you have to earn that. And so talk about that concept a little bit. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, sure, so like I said, like the video diary thing that I promised myself I would do it for a year. Like I did it for over 500 days and 501, you know, it's like, actually, I don't remember the exact day, but let's say it's 500. Um, I think it was a little over 500, but 501, you know, like that's when everything changed. It was like, damn, like. I do have something here. This wasn't all a waste, you know, but mostly like I spent so much time, like I see so many people like, Hey, like I only get 10 views. Like, I don't want to do this. Or why am I not getting views? Why are people not following me? Like, because you're not worth it because you're not good enough yet. Either was I, you know? And so what? Like I, it's kind of cool that people aren't watching you, that you don't have all these eyes on you because if a hundred people were following you and your stuff's not good, they're not going to come back and you're going to lose them forever. So this is your time to grow, but no one owes you that. Like you've got to earn it. 
it's got to be good enough and being real with yourself. And I'm always real with myself, you know, like there are a lot of things that I create that just aren't good, which is fine. You know, I learn from them and I, I move on. But the cool thing is, is that that 500 to 501, I'm not that different. You know, like I'm a very similar person, 500 video when no one watched to 501, when people did start watching, I'm damn near the same exact person, a little bit more talented, a little smarter, whatever. But one day when they are watching, you will be ready. This is your time to get ready, but you've got to, got to earn those views, got to earn those followers. And when you do get them, like respect them, show up for them again, that's where that community piece comes in. 100%. And I, I, it's, it's all about that story. Like you, 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 you do it. You, you had a few clips in that video where you show like the jar of coins and, and those downfalls and, you know, you sleeping on the floor and on different couches and that sort of stuff. And I, th- I think that's the biggest thing that you got to look at is, th- is that, you know, if you keep on working and you keep on achieving that goal and believing that, then you're going to get there at some point. And all those, you know, dark times or, or down times uh, will all make it worth it. Yeah, it will. And that's, that's the story. And it's a really freaking cool story when you're able to tell it, you know, I, I feel like that's the stuff we live for, but it's the coolest thing to be able to look back. And it's like, damn, I did that. And it feels like a blur sometimes. Like I was just 22, bro. Like <laughs> and I'm turning 28. It's so wild, but it's, it's the coolest thing. So earn it. And when you do earn it, like you'll be able to tell that story. Whoever's listening to this. Have you, have you ever thought about uh, writing a book? It's one of my biggest dreams. I just made a video on that too. Like since I was a kid, bro, like, New York Times bestselling author. That's like, I don't even care if it's New York Times. It's just writing a book. That's one of my biggest dreams. I wanted to, and I still want to be a writer. Like just write all day, every day. I'm excited for that book because I, like you said it perfectly, like what a story. And and that's the first thing that came to mind is what a great book this would be, especially when you continue leveling up year in year out. Like you said, you're, you're only 28. It's, a, it's only going up from here. Um, and, and I've tried to get myself into reading a lot more uh, because especially with like my age, I'm so used to just like going on social media. Oh, I can just watch a, I can just watch like a 30 second video. Why do I got to sit down for 15, 20 minutes and try and read a 500 page book. But the, the information that you learn in those books are so valuable. And I was wondering, what are you, some of your favorite books that have helped make you into the person that you are today? Yeah. I like that flow of the, the question. You should um, totally random and side note quick. Look up uh, a course from Alex Bloomberg if you haven't taken it. I think it's on like Creative Live or something like that. It's a podcasting and audio and interview course, one of the best courses I've ever taken. Um, and he's just really, really cool dude. He's the Gimlet guy um, and used to work for like NPR and stuff like that. But books, uh, <laughs> Power of Habit was a big one for me early on, like really early. I was probably like 20, 21. Talk Like Ted was also a big one during that time. And then 22, I read Jen Sincero's You're a Badass. I'm not big into motivational books, but that's the book that was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. And I always reference that, even though that's not really my style at all. Um, Now, with where I'm at, um, one that probably no one has read is Lexicon. And it's a fiction book, but it's about the power of words and how like we can manipulate and impact and empower with our words. And like, that's my thing. That's my gem. I'm a big human behavior person. It's a fiction book, uh, but it's impacted me a lot. Um, and two, I would say more business wise. Um, I read a lot actually. Um, that is a difficult one. I just want to pick one so I can stop talking. <laughs> um, Definitely gonna have to wise. check out all the ones that, they, that you already brought up, though. Yeah, do it. They're all. I'm they're always all trying good. to grow my list if I can. They're all good. Um, maybe Rocket Fuel. Um, just really changed the way that I viewed business, um, and really understanding myself. And it talks about the the relationship between the visionary and the integrator. Um, cause I was running my business and I was always in the business and then I changed it and we were kind of an anomaly cause we're really, we were really small, like a team of 12 and that's not typical for our, our size, but I didn't focus on the day to day at all. All I did was sell and attract 
with my personal brand and sometimes put out fires. But for the most part, my integrator, which is one of my best friends and business partner then, Izzy, he did everything else. He ran the business because that's his personality and I'm head in the clouds. Let's go. Let me, let me be the energy. Um, and he definitely sold too, but that really changed the way that I viewed business and it helped us grow very quickly. Um, yeah. So rocket fuel. It's funny you bring that up because my dad actually brought that book up to me a few months ago and, and he, uh, we, we, we went up to Acadia, Maine and uh, it was like a six or eight hour drive back. And he was talking to me about for a little bit about the integrator and the visionary uh, because he's like, I, I see a little bit of both in you, but like yeah. you come up with the ideas and you need somebody to integrate it or figure out how it fits in um, and that whole idea is so interesting and especially figuring out like what your role is and how the people around you. And like you said, like with your business, it was very successful because of this method and how you can really implement it. Yeah. Sometimes. And oftentimes initially it's the same person, the visionary and the integrator. I've got a client um, and she's really trying to get out, but she's still the visionary integrator. And it's like eight years in, they make, they're bigger than we ever were. Um, and they're still like that. They've got about 20, 30, 40 employees. Um, so it's, it's definitely a process. I was lucky and got out of it early because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I'm a terrible integrator. In all honesty, I'm terrible. <laughs> it's probably best that I did. But yeah, it's a cool concept. Helped. It's good that you have that self-awareness, though, because th- there's a lot of times where it's tough for people to fo- fully you know, look at their weaknesses and be honest about what they're good at and what they're not good at. I, I think that's huge, especially with working in a team, understanding like, what am I better at? And what can, can this other person like offset my weaknesses? I, I think that's huge. And, um, you know, you've brought up a lot of people that you've coached and that you've talked to as well. And I, I was just wondering from, from, the, from those people, what's some of the best advice that you've received that has made an impact on your life and has really helped you be the person that you are today. Yeah. Um, one of my clients, um, there's like three tiers to it. First, it was like at the peak, like the height of my company, um, right before COVID. Um, this guy reaches out. Um, I didn't see the email, uh, but my business partner, he emailed, emailed him too. And I fly out to New York to meet this guy and doesn't have a lot of followers. Um, but I'm like, okay, let, yeah, let's chat. Um, send him the um, chat. It went well, fly back, send him like, Hey, this is what it would be. He's like, can I just pay all at once? So the dude's like a baller. Um, Since it's like this massive check. um, But we end up closing down, like a bunch of things went out, but I started working with him again, like personally. Um, And I do it for free because I just wanted to test out like the service or product. I wanted to see if I could figure out TikTok because I was bored. <laughs> uh, but this is before I started creating on TikTok. So I get him to like 10K and I tell him to just send me like a camera, like $5,000, $6,000 worth of gear. He does it. Uh, but then he offers to coach me as well. And this is the most impactful thing. And I found that I have a tendency to self-sabotage. You know, I got to 70,000 on LinkedIn and then I stopped. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored. Let's do TikTok. Let's do Instagram. I'm like, whatever. I've done LinkedIn, even though I didn't really do LinkedIn. I should have got to 500K. Should have got to a million. Um, TikTok, I'm finding, I was finding I was doing the same thing. With my business, I did the same thing. And he told me, you have a tendency to just think that you can do things and you just say that you can do it. Like, I could do it, but, but you haven't done it. Did you make X amount of money? No, your company did. Did you get 100K followers? No, you got this person to it. Can you actually do it? And you need to prove to yourself that you can. Um, I think that's the biggest thing because I just, me thinking that I can, again, it's a false sense of confidence. I have to prove that to myself. I have to say and check off that box before I can say I do it. And that's exciting to me, you know, instead of self-sabotaging and pretending that I can. And then, you know, but yeah, that was very, very impactful for me. And I like being put in my place. Does it happen? (laughs) Does it happen often? Yeah. I mean, I, we need to as sometimes, and you know, that definitely happened for a reason. So you could be the person that you are today and as, as well as, so you could, you know, continuing gaining that success and proving to yourself. I, I think you have so far, especially with TikTok, because that's how I found you and you've made a massive impact on my life. And you've definitely made massive impacts on other people's lives as well uh, through your content, especially just 
you know, the way that you do it, I, I it's, it's, it's very direct to the point, but you tell a story as well. And I, I know that's, that's one of your greatest uh, strengths is storytelling. And it's something where, you know, the way that you're able to draw people in is, is amazing, man. Seriously. I appreciate it. Still, still working on it. Still trying to figure it out, you know, but trying to grow. Yeah. It's been fun though. It has. Yeah. We're all, we're all a work in progress, man. And, you know, um, this conversation has been amazing and I'm, I'm so grateful that, that we were able to connect and uh, we, were at, we were able to have this time to be able to talk. I, I, I'm so excited for, you know, my listeners to be able to hear about your story and especially learn a lot from everything that you've spoken about today, because throughout, throughout this, throughout this entire conversation, all I've been thinking about in my head is like, anytime you say some gold, I'm like, clip it, clip it. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's going to be a great clip. Oh, this is going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to see how people react. Um, but for people who, who want to learn more about yourself, hear more about your content, uh, where can they find you? And where can they learn more about you? Yeah, appreciate it. I am at tag just Q, T-A-G-J-U-S-T-Q on, I think, every social media platform. Um, LinkedIn currently is my main one, but it will be TikTok and YouTube. Um, or my website, quintonalms.com. Um, otherwise, check out my newsletter. It's called Dear Strange People. It's about 30,000 people. That's a big focus for me right now as well, but... At tag just Q anywhere. Shoot me a message. I'm always down the down the chat. Yeah, everybody go and check him out. Definitely check out his TikTok stuff um, because that's really impacted me. And like I said, uh, his his videos is very good at being a good storyteller and being able to really help you be honest with yourself as well. So definitely go and check that out. Appreciate that. I like the way you put that. Be honest with yourself. I might use that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.